Hello guys, we're just about to start a little seminar now on fast fashion, so um, if you're maybe not in here for that or you can head on, but I would encourage you to stay because it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, and we have the amazing Leanne Jacobs um, from the We Are Tear Fund team coming to tell us all about fast fashion. And I'm sure you hear that term a lot um, and kind of telling us what is our biblical call to justice in this? How can we make a difference for the good? So let's just encourage Leanne as she comes up to share this with us. Thank you. Thanks, Sherry. Hi, everyone. Do you think I need this? Do you think I need this? I'm okay without it. Oh, you want me to use it? Oh. I've been told I must use this, so I'm going to be obedient and use this. How's everyone doing? You guys okay? Having a good time? Brilliant. So I'm the kind of person, when I talk to you, I need you to talk back to me. So if I ask you a question, you don't have to be shy. If you want to shout something out, don't heckle too much. But if you want to shout at something, if you disagree, if you agree, please feel comfortable. Like, this is our space to be together, okay? I'm not like a teacher or a lecturer. I'd love you guys to talk back to me, okay? Okay. Wow. Tough crowd. Put it this way. If you guys contribute and talk to me, I give you Haribo's, Okay. What? So Harry Bowles was the key. Okay, amazing. Now I know. This is good. Okay, so my name's Leanne. Um, I'm from Birmingham. So I actually flew in to be with you guys this weekend. It's my first time at Summer Madness. And honestly, I'm really jealous that we don't have something like this in England. Like yesterday, it was like 11.15 p.m. And there was a load of you. It's probably all you guys in that tent singing, Sweet Caroline. I was like... This is the life, yeah, this is the life I'm meant to live in Northern Ireland. Um, so it's a real pleasure to be here. A little bit about myself. I work for Tear Fund. I work for the youth side of Tear Fund, which is called We Are Tear Fund. And my job essentially means that I get to meet with lots of cool young people like yourselves and work with lots of youth leaders across the UK. So my team is in Northern Ireland, in Wales and in Scotland and in England. So I'm really, really blessed. Um, my background is I'm a youth worker. Um, I know I look 18, but I'm not. I'm actually 33. And so since I left school, oh, guys, honestly, flattery will get you everywhere, okay? One for you at the back. Who else, who else gasped? One for you. Who else gasped? One for you. See, I told you, this is, this is going to be the key to our success today. Um, no, but seriously, since I left school, one thing I was passionate about is people and young people. So that's all I've done since I left school. So it's been a little while. And I believe that, well, at Tear Fund, we believe that young people are one of the major keys to engaging with poverty. So we know that we have sisters and brothers all across the world that don't live the kind of life that we live. So we know that in the Bible, it says that Jesus came, that we will have life and have life more abundantly. Do you agree? Do you feel like you're living an abundant life? Yeah. Do you feel like everybody, all people in the world are living an abundant life? No. Why not? Because of poverty, because of war, because of inequality. Why else? Any other reasons? Pardon? Capitalism, brilliant. Famine, injustice. You, oh, you guys. Okay, I'm going to run out of Harry Bowles really fast. So I'm going to calm down. But yeah, you're right. All of these things contribute to the world not being fair. And for some people, they are not living the abundant life that we believe God has promised them. So this session, we're going to spend a bit of time together looking at fast fashion. Who knows what fast fashion is? 
a few. That's good. Who can give me their own, not the dictionary definition, because I can give you that. Your own definition of what fast fashion is. Go ahead. Have you seen my notes or something? Did you, did you write these for me? That's brilliant. Did you guys hear that? No. Can you repeat it just a little bit louder? Oh, yes, we can. Yes, we can clap. We can click. Love this. Does anybody else have a different version? So you can remix that version, add a bit of your own to come up with a new version of a definition. Anybody else have one? Go ahead. Excellent. And sometimes I know like when we're shopping, we're thinking about the event. So it's Lisa's party on Saturday and I must look incredible. So I need to go to that place. It nearly came out of my mouth to make sure I have the best outfit for Lisa's party and I can be looking through the racks, picking out my bits and I know what I'm going to look like. At no point during that process do I think about anybody else but who? Myself. Are we called to think about ourselves or are we called to think about something, someone else? Other people. But how often do we do that? Not as often as we should. Brilliant. So fast fashion is a design, manufacturing and marketing method focused on rapidly producing high volumes of clothes. Fast fashion garment production leverages trend replication and low quality materials. So using synthetic fabrics, essentially, in order to bring inexpensive styles to the end customer. So we're going to spend some, ta- some time today looking at whether we can slow down fast fashion. Do you think we can slow down fast fashion? Oh, there was a, there, I, like, I like your honesty. You get a Haribo. <laughs> there you go. Do you think we can slow down fast fashion? You can shout at me, guys. Okay, good. I like that we're not agreeing. This is brilliant. It means that we're thinking. So, I'm going to play a quick game because we're young people. We can't just go straight into all the deep stuff. We've got to, you know, warm up. So, what I would like to say to you is, have you heard of the game Bring Me? So, I'm going to say Bring Me. I'm going to say an item. And the first person to bring it to me gets what? You guys are just sensational. I was going to take you everywhere I go from now on. So, who's ready? Brilliant. Bring me a small potted plant. (laughs) There you go. You can take it back. I said a small pot. Fair, fair, fair. Bring me... uh, What's Irish money called? Euro. Euro. Someone bring me five euro that you won't get back. I'm joking. No, you will. I'm joking. Oh, you've got it on there. It doesn't count. It has to be cash. Excellent. Thank you. There you go. Bring me a pen. A blue pen. A blue pen. Is that blue? Is it not? Come here anyway. And thank you because you you had one. Here you go. Well done. Okay, we'll do two more. Bring me a Bible. You know the one with pages? Do you know the one with pages? 
Oh, what, what is this? It's 2023. Who uses that? Okay, bring me a paper cup or tub. With no ice cream in, I'm joking. There you go. Okay, last one. Bring me a Global Neighbours cream jumper. Awesome. Now we're warm. We're ready to go. Awesome. So, keeping on top of the latest fashion trend is time-consuming. Like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, I've got nothing to wear for church, nothing to wear for summer madness. Like, I'm just going to wear black every day because I actually have nothing to wear. And we can spend time, like, comparing ourselves. So, I don't know if you sometimes on TikTok or Instagram, looking at how other people look, what they're wearing. And believe it or not, that influences what we wear. So, for example... Who in here believes they were the first person to wear Crocs? Oh, we've got a few people. <laughs> and when, when was the first time you saw a pair of Crocs? See, many of you weren't even born. And it's come around again and now Crocs are in fashion, right? Say that again. When you were five, you remember? Wow, that's cool. Fair enough. Um, and sometimes Christians, we get a bad rep, like people expect us to be perfect, like what, what are they doing wearing that or looking like that? What, how are they spending their money? We're not called to be perfect people, but we are called to be conscious about how we're making decisions that impact other people. Do you feel like Jesus was trendy? Oh, no, no. <laughs> she said no. <laughs> Who believes, put your hand up if you believe that Jesus was a trendy guy. Sorry, Jesus. Please forgive us. Okay. Do you, you believe he was trendy? Why do you not think Jesus was trendy? Oh, you, I love the way you think. You answered the question? I've just asked a question, so you can, you can narrow that down. Because you all said no. What determines your no? Go ahead. The time he was in. So do you think back then Jesus was trendy? I think he kind of started a trend. He started Christianity. So. There is that. Very good. So back then, do you think Jesus was trendy? Yeah. He was trendy back then. If Jesus was to walk in this tent right now, well, he is here. But if he was to physically walk in, do you think he'd be trendy? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Does anyone have a scripture that they could use to back to back how Jesus presented himself? Whether he was trendy, whether he was like part of the crowd, or think of a Bible story where Jesus was a part of the crowd, or whether he stood out. Any that come to mind? Go on. Did you hear that? Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. What? Oh, you, just, you guys are going to be on sugar. Don't tell anyone it was me, okay? Don't mention we are tearful and mention somebody else. So Jesus didn't fit in physically, as you said. His outward appearance would have been quite modest, quite just... Modest is probably the best word, quite humble. 
He spoke a countercultural message. So Jesus couldn't go along with what everybody else was doing because what he was speaking about and how he lived his life was so different to what society knows. Jesus was faithful to what God had called him to do. And so he, was, he knew that as he walked and talked along the streets and as people followed him, that they would be changed because of the way he lived. Are people changed by the way that we live? That's a rhetorical. Don't, um, don't feel pressured to answer that one. It's not wrong to love fashion and want to look good. But when people's human rights are at stake, we have to rethink our priorities. So we might say, so like if you saw a young child, five years old, Sitting here for the last, how long have we been here? What day? Sunday. Have any of you guys been here since Thursday? So imagine Friday, Thursday, Friday. So imagine coming into this tent Thursday or Friday when you arrived and seeing a young boy, seven years old, um, sewing on zips by hand to a pair of jeans. And imagine he's been sat there since then. So today's now Sunday. So from Thursday to Sunday, this boy, in our mind, has been sitting there putting on zips. I'm going to say we haven't fed him. He's not been fed well. He's not been home. And after 12 to 14 hours of work, we've given him five pence. Sorry, pence in England. What is it? Cent? Five. Is it pence here as well? Thank you. Because <laughs> poor me. We've given him five pence. How would you feel about that? How does that feel? Pardon? Not good. Does it feel like I've made that up? Do you think that's possible? It's not possible. Some people are saying, no, it's actually possible. So we had a case study uh, that I read. A few, probably last year, actually, of a story of a boy, I can't remember his name, and he was getting paid to put zips onto jeans, the jeans that we probably have bought from that place um, or other places, and he was paid five pence for 12 hours of work. 12. Like... If we saw it, we'd probably be impacted. But because we don't see it, sometimes we don't think about it. But actually, now that I've made you aware, guess what? You're accountable about thinking about what that looks like. Fashion is one of the most intensive labor industries, employing over 60 million people. However, it's one of the five key industries most linked to modern slavery. So some people believe that slavery doesn't exist. Unfortunately, it still does. And although it's nice to have new clothes, many of the workers uh, across the world are bonded in labor, forced to work overtime without being paid. Some children have to skip school to pick cotton, and women face violence if they don't work fast enough. Many workers can even become trapped with their passports confiscated until they repay their debts. Not to mention the amount of waste that the industry, the fashion industry creates. How many gallons of water do you think it takes to make a pair of jeans? Seven gallons? A hundred? Fifty? Twenty? Seventy? Any more for any more? A bit higher. Let's go a bit higher. So it's a little bit, it's, more, it's definitely more than 100. And that's the highest I've heard. It's more than 300. It's more than 500. It's more than 1,000. Not, not that much. It takes 1,800 gallons of water to grow the cotton for one pair of jeans. That's a lot of water. 
And do you know that there are some people that do not even have clean drinking water? So we need to be aware, like conscious, thinking about the choices that we make. How does that impact somebody else? Because we wouldn't want to be in that situation, but we can do things to ensure that other people don't stay in that situation. I was going to say amen, but that's very churchy. Do you agree with me? Yeah? Awesome. Uh, bear with me a sec. Who has their phones on them or ha and has a bit of internet? You have some phone? Great. I would like you uh, to go on www.goodonyou.eco. And this is a website that essentially helps you um, work out where your clothes have come from. So you can actually find out, is it from, let's say, China or Indonesia or made in Bangladesh, wherever. And I want you to discuss with the people around you for a few minutes, where do you think your clothes have come from? So let's try and work out where the furthest bit of clothing we have on in the room has come from. So www.goodonyou.eco. Um, and I think there's like little squares and you can, f I think it should like highlight names of shops and stuff. So let's try and work out how far our clothes, some of our clothes have come from. I'll give you a few minutes. Hopefully that's working. If it isn't, you could type in the shop maybe that you bought your last item of clothing from and find out how ethical is that shop. So if it was ASOS, how ethical is ASOS? If it was the Pur shop, how, how ethical is that place? So have a little look and just have a little chat with the people next to you. Anybody find out where their clothes might be from? Yeah, where? Where did you find? China. Anyone else? You can have a guess as well. You might know. Honduras. That's in South Central America. Was it South America, actually? Honduras. So they speak Spanish-speaking. Sweden. Cool. Bangladesh. Anywhere else that people know or can guess that their clothes may have been from? Sri Lanka. Yep, brilliant. Say that again. Oh, that's good. Go, go team, that's good. <laughs> um, do you believe that we can make a difference in how we buying ethically? You do? Okay, good. I believe that we can live for God in a Jesus-like way through the things that we wear. And one of the first things that is hard when we think about the issue of fashion is that it's different to when the Bible was written. So it feels like, as I said, when Jesus was doing his thing in his Jesus sandals, like back then that was cool, but now... We're like, is it, is it cool to, to look like that, to be like that? But actually, Jesus has an expectation of us, regardless of the time and regardless of the generation, to honour him in the way that we do things. So it's worship. Where you buy your clothes from is worship. It's not just a song. It's not just us praying. It's how we live our lives. And that includes where we buy from. So we're going to be looking at Proverbs. So you can use your, if you've got your Bible app, uh, we'll go to Proverbs 31. I'm just going to look at a few verses and then we can pray that the rain goes away. So we've got to go to Proverbs 31. And um, we're going to look at verse 8 and 9. Um, anybody feel like reading out loud on the microphone? You don't have to. It's just, just give an opportunity. No, 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 no. Okay. 
So Proverbs 31, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Verse 8 and 9, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. How does that feel? So speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. Is that a question? Is that an idea? Like, is that a command? What does that feel like? A command. Anybody else agree? You feel like a command? Okay, cool. I'm glad we agree on that one. What does it look like for us to speak up for those who are being crushed and cannot speak for themselves? What does that look like for us, like, day to day? Not the ideal answer. What is it? How can we do that? Yeah, brilliant. What else does that look like? If we're going to obey this command that we've now been made aware of, and I'm sure you knew before, how do we practically do that? Because we can hear the word, and if we do nothing about it, what, does it, what impact does it have? We're meant to hear the word, and then we're meant to do it. So how can we do this? How you live your lifestyle. Brilliant. Anyone else? There's no wrong answers, I promise. There's no wrong answers. What does that look like for us to speak up? Yep. Starting to make changes. What changes could you make? Yep, not buying from those shops. And you're going to say something as well. Brilliant. That's another alternative. By who's used Vinted before? Wonderful. What other what other sites can we be using or apps or alternatives are there? Charity shops. Brilliant. eBay, Depop. So there's loads of opportunity and loads of ways that we can shop differently. So we're not saying don't buy new clothes ever. We're not saying that at all. We're saying that when you do buy clothes, when you're thinking about that. Think about somebody else and try and buy as fair as possible, as ethical as possible. And we know that it's more expensive. Like, I remember when I first started at Tear Fund, I didn't really know much about, like, buying ethically. And so I went online because I thought, I'm going to be, like, the trendy one in the office. I'm going to wear all ethical clothes. When I saw the price, I said, mm, wrong website. This must be the wrong website because it is more expensive. But now that I understand the background behind what that means, it feels a little bit different. So if I have to wait a little bit longer to get a new hoodie or to get a new jumper, I'll do that because I know that I'm contributing to the lifestyle that somebody else is living. Does that make sense? Yeah, bro. Does anyone have any questions at this point? I don't want to just like talk and talk and talk. Go ahead. Brilliant question. Anybody else want to answer that first? Because we're helping each other today. Did you hear the, the question? Yeah. Anyone have a good answer? Very good. How does that feel? Yeah, Makes sense. Is that what you're thinking? Brilliant. And what's your name? Maeve. Thank you so much, Maeve. That's brilliant advice. Thank you. So sometimes it is how we speak about things um, and not being like, oh, it's from Sheen, you know. Oh, it was well cheap, you know. Like, <laughs> we don't want to do that. But actually advising people to be on the journey we're on. Like, yeah, it was from a charity shop and you could find amazing things there. So that was a great answer. Thank you both so much. And um, if you jump back into Proverbs 31, 
Um, there's another verse in verse 25 that says, she is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. Now in this Proverbs 31 scripture, we're hearing two parts. The first part is how we should live. Um, and the second part is about a godly woman. And I think we hear stories of fast fashion industry and people who are mistreated, not paid well and trapped in exploitation um, with no justice. And as we've heard more and more stories of how the fashion industry exploits and how it impacts people, I think about what does that mean for us, like on a day-to-day, as I've said. When you're addressing issues of justice, you have to think, what can I do? So with what I've heard, now what? That's what makes the impact, not just hearing, but the doing. And so when we're thinking about defending the poor, and the needy, it all comes down to our heart posture towards other people and our heart posture towards God. So if I want to please God, I'm going to want to do what he says. And if his word is saying that I'm supposed to defend and speak out for people who can't speak out for themselves, that should weigh quite heavy on my heart. Do you agree? And sometimes, I'll be very honest, it doesn't. There's been times, even whilst working for Tear Fund, don't tell my boss, where I have bought things and then I've got home and I felt so bad I've had to bring it back to the shop. Just because in that moment, I'm like, I've got this, I'm going to church and I'm preaching, I've got to look, you know, I'm preaching the word, I've got to look great. Already got the wrong intention, but sometimes I slip into that habit. But the more I do things like this and spend time with people like yourselves, it reminds me that actually, even in what I wear, even my thought process, how I act, is all worship to God. And so there can't be inconsistencies in what that looks like. I can't go up there in my Primark outfit and preach to you guys about fast fashion. So if I'm doing that, something is wrong. And I'm not saying I don't have clothes from that place. I do. And one day they'll burn. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm very dramatic. No, no, no. I do have those. And when they're gone, they're gone. Because they won't last forever. You know, you wash it twice and that thing is done. Um, but I'm more conscious. And I want to encourage you that... You said something earlier, and my friend at the front said that, um, when I said, do you think we can slow down fast fashion? You said, no. And then you said, only if we do it together. And the thing about social justice issues is that it's not one person's responsibility. Like, it takes all of us to impact this world. And there are people, so there's, there's social issues like racial justice, there's climate justice, there's gender justice, there's so many and there are young people that have climate anxiety. So they're passionate about climate, for example. And they have real anxiety about the fact that, like, the world, don't be nervous, but the world is on fire and we are still here and we don't know what that looks like. And I want to encourage you that if you have, like, a justice passion, something that you're really, really excited about, something that, like, you think about a lot, you pray about, you're invested in, ask God to help you know how to be impactful in that. So I can't just think about racial justice, for example, and just think about it. It's not enough. What more can I be doing? And at We Are Tear Fund, we encourage people to do three things mainly. And there's lots more, but three in particular. The first one is to pray. Who likes to pray? It's a few of us. Who doesn't? No, I'm joking. Don't put your hand up. I want to encourage you that prayer changes things. Nobody agreed. I wanted to hear some... Thank you. Prayer changes things like, who's ever prayed and believed that God has answered their prayer? Put your hand up. 
that's nearly all of us in here. So we know that prayer changes things. So are we praying about people that we know that are living less than the abundant life that God's called them to? When's the last time you prayed for somebody in a sweatshop? As in, no, not you went to the sweatshop and laid hands. No, no, not that kind of thing. <laughs> More like you thought about how your clothes were made and asked the Lord. To, that's impressive. That's very good. I want to encourage you. Your prayers matter. You may not think they do. They really do. Like, I kind of think that God loves young people's prayers more than anybody else's. Don't tell. And it's not biblical. It's not theological. It's just my opinion. Okay. God loves to hear you guys pray. And he listens. And he doesn't just listen. He answers. So I want to encourage you to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Like, if you have to put it as a note on your phone and save it as your wallpaper, do whatever you have to do to remind yourself to pray. That's the first one. The second one is to uh, give. So praying is amazing and we want you to pray. But we also love money because money makes things happen. Does it not? It does. Money makes things happen. I'm not embarrassed to say we need money, okay? Because how else are we going to change things? Money is very impactful. And so there are a load of ways that we engage with young people to raise money, to go to follow Jesus where the need is greatest. So we've had young people do um, wild things like chasing cheese down a hill. We, I had a mentee last year or the year before who did a fundraiser and they chased... 22 cheese rolls down 22 hills <laughs> insane I love it the more insane your fundraiser is the better like we're creative human beings we don't have to just do like a walk or a silence there's lots of ways that you can do things to raise money to bless our sisters and brothers I'm trying to think of another wacky one that I've heard of have you got any wacky fundraising stories I'm trying to think of one the cheese. We have, a, we have a fundraiser called Dare to Journey. So we know that there's a massive refugee epidemic. And so what we're asking young people to do is travel the journey that it would take for someone who's been displaced, someone who has to leave their own country for fear of conflict or violence. Sometimes they have to travel. I'm trying to think of the... 32,000 kilometers, for example. So young people are fundraising and doing that journey over a period of time to raise money to follow Jesus where the need is great. So there's loads of ways you can engage with that. The last one is acting differently. Wow. That was a... Uh, when you have notes and you don't read them, it's really helpful. Um, acting differently. So we've said, what does it look like for us to think about others before ourselves and that's just not just in fast fashion we know how to do that we know that we can go to charity shops buy a second hand buy more sustainably but also what is it like to recycle basic things small things to eat less meat I know a lot of people don't like that because you guys were eating your steak burgers but to eat less meat contributes to that what does it look like and so there are so many ways that you guys can be impacting how people live from today and I want to encourage you that together we can slow down fast fashion. We can slow down climate change. Like we as a generation get to join in with God and his plan for restoring this world. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to be invited to any party, I want it to be that one. That is the party I want to be involved in. And so, yeah, I want you to feel confident that even if the change is small, 
the change is important. The theme this weekend is the power to... The power to... You guys are so gentle and nice. The power to... Yeah. Oh, let's do that again. The power to... Yes. I love that. Brilliant. So I'd love to pray for you all. Um, And then I want you to think about two things that you're going to commit to from today. Because remember, you've heard the word and we're going to now do the word. So I want you to think of two things that you're going to do. You're going to try to do to live, act differently, to pray, to fundraise. Is that okay? Yeah. And then also, if you have some questions, I'm really happy. Let's do questions first. Does anyone or comments? Anybody got any good like suggestions? So what are you doing to help slow down fast fashion? Or if you have any questions, let's answer them together. Yes. Good question. We have collaborated on certain uh, projects, but they're quite specific. Um, so we are part of something called the DEC. So it's like when there's a big emergency in the world, we're part of like a group of charities that respond together. However, outside of that, we probably don't work alongside many others just because we believe our lane is quite specific. So our things is like all things Jesus, justice, poverty. That's our thing. Whereas amnesty is probably might class themselves as something different. And so sometimes working together might be more challenging just because we've got our lane that we believe that we're called to. So we, we don't work with them. But when I'm CEO, we'll think about it, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Does anybody else have any questions or comments? How are you feeling after hearing? Like, this is light touch. If you wanted to get into detail, invite Jay to your church, okay? Yes. And sometimes it's not... Um, telling them what to do is modeling it first so you can put together your really beautiful outfit from uh, whatever charity shop and when they're seeing you you then explain why so sometimes like people you can't just tell people and expect people to to do it unfortunately however if you're modeling it at some point they might ask like where did you get that from or why don't you buy from those places and then that's your opportunity to share your why um, because, yeah, we don't want to force, we don't want to feel like we're forcing people. But when they do ask, we want to give the opportunity to understand. So that's what influence is like. That's influence is you setting pace and then wondering why she like that. Why she do? Why doesn't she buy where we buy from? As soon as they ask, you just dive in. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. Dive in. Um, but that's a brilliant question. Thank you. Anybody else have a comment or a question or anything you'd like to say? We've got a few more minutes. Yes, go ahead. Thank you very much. Thank you. Do you know what? I've had more compliments in Northern Ireland than anywhere else. I'm coming back. When it's not raining, though. Anybody else? Um, And also, we've got time after this. I'm not going to drag this out. Like, I'm around, so please come and chat to myself and to Jade. um, And I'll pray for us, if that's okay. Great. So, dear Lord, thank you so much um, for this brand new day that you have blessed us with. You are so good to us. And... We want to say thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our Father um, who loves us so well and has provided so much for us. And Lord, we know that we are called to live an abundant life. All of your people are. Um, But we're so aware that so many people are not able to live that life currently. And so we pray, God, that as you are rolling out your plan of restoration and renewing all things, Lord, I pray that we will understand that invitation to be part of that. I pray, Lord Jesus, for every person in this room that, God, you will help us to be more conscious and more aware of how the way we live can impact 
other people, your people. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll make it really clear um, throughout the days and the weeks that are coming of how we can pray more, how we can act differently and how we can raise funds for our sisters and brothers all over the world. I pray, God, that you'll put a real burden on us to change, uh, that we won't just hear the word and say, that was a nice time and leave, but that we will be moved to be different. And so, Lord, I thank you for the hearts of all the young people in this room. I pray, Lord, that, that you will meet them at their needs. And God, whatever it is that they need from you over this weekend, that they will meet with you. They'll feel your presence, that they will experience you in such an incredible way. See, Lord, we just pray a blessing on everyone in this room. Thank you for all you're doing in their lives. And would you just, yeah, be with them over the next few days. Um, so, yeah, thank you for this time that we've been able to spend together. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody says... Amen. Thanks, guys. You've been amazing. I'm going to get some more Harry Bowles, okay? (laughs)